0: Welcome to the Truth Hurts program. I'm Steve Z. Let's get right to it.
1: Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday,
0: March the 30th, 2021, and welcome back to the Truth Hurts program. My name is Steve Z. On this program, we tell you the truth, and I'm sorry, but sometimes the truth hurts. Listen, I apologize in advance if what I say offends you, but I retract nothing because it is fact. It is reality. And sometimes in the United States of America, fact and reality are mistaken for bigotry and prejudice. It is not meant to be that way. The trial of Officer Derek Chauvin is underway, and the manipulation is incredible as prosecutors seek to blame this man for killing a person who actually died of a drug overdose and a heart condition. It's just like the Democrats to blame Derek Chauvin for killing George Floyd when George Floyd died of his own doing. It's just like blaming COVID-19 for a motorcycle crash death and we know they did that all along. The shame of it is the criminal George Floyd died for four reasons and murder was not one of them. The four reasons were first he was a criminal and he paid the price for committing a lifetime of crimes. Second, he was a serial drug abuser high on fentanyl, methamphetamines, and other drugs. Third. He had a major cardiovascular health issue and fourth sheer stupidity that's right he was a stupid moronic idiot resisting arrest and committing battery upon police officers while fighting to escape the reality should be that simple the autopsies both of them will show that he did not die from a lack of oxygen or a knee upon his neck There was no asphyxiation. He practiced the time-honored tradition of the AA community, and he was coached for years and years by his homies on his various trips to prison to say, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. As if it were some sort of anthem. He could breathe. That's reality. He was breathing. You could see him inhaling and exhaling and inhaling. And exhaling while he screamed like a child,
1: I just want to go home, man. I just committed a crime, but I shouldn't have to pay for it because you know I've been kept down all these generations. I can't breathe, man.
0: He did this until his heart gave out from a combination of very dangerous drugs and a lifetime of poor health choices and health issues. At the time of his death, he happened to be in police custody for committing a crime for passing counterfeit bills, a federal crime, by the way, in a convenience store. But it's also a local crime because it is theft. And now he, the criminal George Floyd, is quite dead. His family got a $27 million reparation-style pandering payoff And now they, the family, and the AA community at large simply want to see a white man hang out of some sick sense, some need for revenge. It will probably happen, too. Otherwise, Minneapolis and many other AA Democrat-run minority populated cities will burn to the ground. And your government realizes this, so they'll likely play along. The trial continues today and witnesses will be paraded back and forth. But in the end, a pre-selected, obviously biased jury will most likely convict Officer Derek Chauvin because they need this win. They need this victory. And that, my friends, is the truth. And unfortunately for Derek Chauvin, the truth will probably hurt.
2: Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program.
1: The following is a non-paid advertisement for people whose butts hurt. Oh, sorry. I mean, for minorities that are butt hurt. Face it, Republicans have been a pain in the butt, and Democrats have falsely promised but under-delivered for decades.
3: Oh, we are sure is glad that Biden and Kamato Harris have won the election for sure. Now it's time for something I've been needing for many years now since 1863 to be exact. Thanks to Ms Harris being the new vice president, I's
0: gonna get me some fresh tube of reparation H. I sure is glad I got me some reparation H Now slide it in there baby. Oh yeah, that's the way. Just like I like it. Yay, nice and slow. Oh, oh, oh easy baby. That feels like an elbow.
2: Reparation H is the Camel toe Harris answer to getting back to those she pandered to. Reparation H is the topical treatment of Trump derangement syndrome, or butt-heart syndrome, and is the reparation of choice in the BM movement. Reparation H is for double-E 13% minorities who have never been slaves, but feel like they are owed something because their great 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 not so great granddaddy might have been a slave, but have not proved to back up that statement. Reparation H is endorsed by Camel toe Harris, and is for black people only. Reparation H is properly applied by sticking your thumb right up your...
0: Well, you get the picture, baby. I got my reparation from Reparation H. When you hear the term underserved community, or underprivileged, or racial injustice, or systemic racism, or equity, equality, parity, fairness, what do you think of? Well, for me, each time I hear these words, it's usually under one of two circumstances. First, there's some excuse being made for a crime being committed by a certain ethnic minority, or two, there is some feel-good, giveaway drive-up, freebie handout program being shown where a certain minority is being gifted with something. I want to break down some of the phrases to their component elements and define what these terms actually mean. Again, if you're offended, I apologize, but I retract nothing because I speak the truth, and sometimes the truth hurts. Here we go. Underserved. The word was meant to be a substitute for underprivileged, but let's take a close look at the word underserved, shall we? In order to be underserved, a person must feel like they should be served at a different level or overserved. They must feel like they're owed some form of service. They must feel entitled to being served instead of having to work and earn for yourself. Pay your own way. Provide for your own needs. The very idea of the term underserved means you think everyone else is being served and that you are being left out. And nothing could be further from the truth. For those from whom you wish to be served are out there working and paying taxes and taking care of themselves and their families. But you feel like they should also be serving you. Because after all, you're claiming to be underserved. Now where does this come from, you ask? It comes from the Democrat playbook directly. It comes directly from the notion that because some of a certain minority might be the descendants of people who were at one time slaves, something which ended over 157 years ago, that their descendants are somehow owed a debt by the entirety of the white Americans who are likely not the descendants of slave owners. But what do you mean, Steve? I thought every white person owned a slave. Of course not. You see, for example, my family came to the United States of America in the early 1900s, which was decades after slavery ended in the United States. For those who don't know, slavery ended in 1863, not 1963. In 1863, President Lincoln freed the slaves. But because I'm white, and only because I'm white, this certain minority feels like I should be paying them. I should be serving them because their skin is black, even though they have never been a slave. I've never owned a slave. No person alive today, in fact, has ever owned a slave. And no person alive today has ever been a slave. Underserved is a term. It's a dog whistle term that makes a certain minority feel like they are entitled to something. Similar to how your dog treats should be automatically given to your dog because seven litters before, one of the dogs rolled over, or sat up, or gave paw. And now, just because the owners of the kennel are white, even if they have no relationship with the owners of the kennel seven litters ago, the current owners of the kennel are somehow supposed to serve kibble to the current litter. The next word is underprivileged. They had to change the word underprivileged to underserved because of the embedded word privilege. You can't hold privilege against white people if you claim to be underprivileged and therefore you feel like you should be privileged. You can't demonize and vilify the word privilege if you're going to co-opt the word and use it in your own moniker. You cannot turn a word like privilege into an evil if you use that same word to describe your own situation especially when you are responsible for your own situation. Get it? If a person is underprivileged, that means they feel like they're owed some privilege. Ah, that word privilege. Co-opted and hijacked and redefined to mean white racism. Excused. Nothing, of course, could be further from the truth. There is no privilege in the United States of America except for the self-imposed privilege that lawmakers have bestowed upon themselves. Oh, they're privileged, all right. They write laws that affect you and me, black and white, but they don't apply to them, don't apply to the lawmakers who write those laws. Those lawmakers are truly privileged because they've written privilege into their own paycheck. There's no privilege, again, in this nation, except for that self-imposed privilege that lawmakers have bestowed upon themselves. The so-called white privilege that all the AA 13% minorities claim exists in white world, that is an absolute lie. The only reason that some white people appear to be privileged is because they followed the rules, worked hard, and contributed to, and now, therefore, are reaping from the American dream. If you think the white man is in his suit and tie, driving his BMW, sitting in an office on the 39th floor of a shiny office tower because of white privilege, you are a fool. Because down on the ground, many, many other white men have been busting their collective asses, digging the footings, laying the foundation, running the iron, running the pipes, the electrical service to that building. And his white ass is not privileged in the way you have made up your live white privilege. I can promise you that somewhere else in that office building is a black man sitting in a corner office, perhaps on the 45th floor, who got his free college education due to the United AA College Fund or some scholarship because he could dunk a basketball through a hoop and a company was forced to hire him because his skin was brown, even though he's no more qualified than another white person. That, my friends, is privilege. Because of the racist practice of quotas, because of the racist practices of affirmative action, he, the black African-American man, got that job. That is privilege. Privilege itself is a lie. In America, every person should be working. Every person should be paying taxes. Every person should be contributing to the American economy. But Steve, what about somebody that lost his arms and legs in battle? That person was serving their country. And guess what? There is a man in Houston, Texas, who has two legs blown off, one arm blown off, and a missing eye because he served his country in the military. And instead of sitting home waiting for the 1st and the 15th of the month for a check, which he truly deserves, this man gets up every day and drives his handicapped van to an office building where he works as a telemarketer, well now a telemarketing manager. His hard work, his work ethic, his devotion to his country made him a better person than to sit home and wait for a welfare check. This man goes to work every day and contributes to the American society. To those of you who feel like you're entitled to free money on the taxpayer's dole, whether you're black or white or Latino or Asian or whatever, you are the monkey wrench in our system. Collectively, you do more harm to our economy than all of those you complain about at the top 1% of our economic system.
1: But Steve, those people at the
0: top don't pay taxes. They found loopholes to get away with not paying taxes. How can you give them a pass? I'll explain it to you. And I'm not saying they should get a pass. But remember, it was Democrats in Congress who passed most of those loopholes way, way back in the 60s and 70s to allow their buddies in the top 1% of the nation, you know, People who are now in power in the Democrat Party, who make $175,000 a year salary, but are worth millions and millions of dollars? You ever wonder how that happens? Anyway, those 1%ers at the top are doing something that those of you who sit home and wait for the 1st and the 15th of the month could never do. Those 1% at the top for whom you complain about constantly and continuously They create the jobs which people go to and work and pay taxes through their participation in the economy. All you do is suck off the system and bitch and whine and complain. The next two words that chap my ass are equity and equality. Equity and equality are both words that have had their meanings hijacked by the race-baiting, race-card-playing racists disguised as social justice warriors in the minority community. For if there were truly equity in hiring, then every single company in America would be required to employ 65% white people, 15% Latino, 13% Black, 5% Asian, and the remaining few percent would be listed as other That, my friends, would be equity based on demographic makeup of the nation. If there was true equality in hiring, then 51% of each company would be comprised of female and 49% would be comprised of male because there are no other genders, period. If there were truly equity and equality in every aspect of American life, there would be no preference for this minority or that minority. There would be no United Black African American College Fund. That would be illegal. There would be no Miss Black America. That would be illegal. Because if you can't have a Miss White America, how in the hell can you say it's fair to have a Miss Black America? How can you have the Black Entertainment Network and not have the Asian Entertainment Network, the Latino Entertainment Network, and the majority white entertainment network. You see, equity and equality only mean revenge and retribution to the minority community and to the white guilt crowd who still for some reason think that slavery only ended three weeks ago and that we still owe every person of color 40 acres and a mule so please, oh please, oh please, don't come to me with the phony equity and equality bullcrap. If there were fairness, parity, equality, equity, and racial justice, then 80% of the crimes would not be being committed by a small minority of the population. If you want to explain to me how most and I do mean the vast majority of crimes are being committed by the 13% hyphenated double A minority, I would please love to hear your real explanation. Now, don't come to me with the excuse of underserved or underprivileged. Those lies do not work here on the Truth Hurts program. Please don't come to me with the lies of the unequal education system. The fact is, More money is poured in by the truckload, the trainload, the cargo shipload into the inner city schools. Because school programs for minorities, Head Start for minorities, free lunch, free breakfast, and all the other extras, all those freebies that minorities receive, those are not offered to the majority. And those who are have too much pride to take them. C-A-T spells cat, D-O-G spells dog, and it's the same whether you're black, white, Asian, Latino, or even Russian. One plus one equals two, three times five equals 15. These facts don't change with the color of your skin. Teachers teach in mixed-race public schools, and yet, no matter how you try to explain it away, Asians are almost always the most successful followed by whites, followed by Latinos, and then finally, blacks. These are the facts from pre-kindergarten through high school. These are the facts from San Francisco to Miami, from Seattle to Boston, Houston to Chicago, Charlotte to Los Angeles, Anchorage to Honolulu, and everywhere in between. Please don't insult my intelligence by saying it's because blacks don't have the same opportunity for learning at home because their mamas are out working two jobs and their daddy ain't home. That's not an excuse, a reason, or a justification. Asian women work. In fact, most Asian women work two and three jobs. And they work many, many more hours than any other race. White women also work. I don't know of too many one contributor households where Darren Stevens goes off to work for Mr. Tate at the ad agency in his suit and tie while Samantha stays home and raises little Tabitha. Most families, especially even in my neighborhood, which is mixed race, most families are two working partners. The husband goes to his job. The wife goes to her job. Then they come home. And guess what? One or both of them spend a little quality time with their children, teaching them wrong from right. C-A-T spells cat. Five plus five equals ten. The American flag is red, white, and blue. Latino women work. Many of them work two and three jobs. And yet, their children are learning to speak proper English in one generation. Other minorities have been here for 400-plus years and still can't speak proper English? Sorry, but your lies, your excuses for failure, they don't work here. Unless and until a certain minority community accepts and realizes that it is their own lifestyles, their own habits, their own self-destructive behavior and their own need for revenge is to blame for their self-destruction, things in that community will likely never, ever get better.
1: This shit just got real.
3: Ooh, we at Steve Z be laying some truth up on us.
2: Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program.
3: And that truth be hurting. Hey there, Bob. How's all that white privilege
2: treating you? Not so good, Mike. How's your white privilege treating you?
3: Well, my white privilege allowed me to work ever since I was a young boy in high school. Start out baling hay for a local farmer, worked down at the ag supply store. Finally, after finishing high school, I learned to trade a welding. I worked as a welder and a pipe fitter, and sometimes I was working 80 hours a week in the sun and the rain and the cold winters, busting my butt. I've worked offshore, onshore, I've worked on pipelines and big ships and bridges and tanks and everything. I've worked my butt off, man. I finally got up enough money to buy a new house and a decent pickup truck, and now my white privilege has gotten me laid off because some liberal puke decided my job is not essential. They canceled all the oil and gas jobs, the pipeline jobs, all the welding work on the wall to protect our southern border.
2: Wow, Mike, that's too bad. Too bad you're a white fella like me. Otherwise, you could get in on all sorts of government programs and handouts and giveaways. You know, things that others get away with. Hey, by the way, how many kids do you have?
3: I only have one.
2: Too damn bad, Mike. You need to get your old lady to spit out a few more, like six or seven. The way it works in non-white privileged land is the more kids you have, the more government benefits you can take. More food stamp money, more COVID relief money, more WIC, more social security money, free and reduced housing grants, utility assistance, health care, and a whole lot more.
3: Really? Yep,
2: but you see, you're a hard-working, tax-paying white guy like me. you just have to do what John Kerry said. Now that you got laid off in the oil field, you can just simply run out tomorrow and get a job building electrical charging stations or batteries for electric cars. Instantly, like that, automatically, you're gonna magically have the skills and the knowledge to change careers automatically because the Democrats need skilled folks like you to implement their programs so that others on welfare can continue to stay home and not work.
3: Gee, Bob, sounds like my white privilege is gonna make me continue to work for those who refuse to.
2: That's right, that's your white privilege, hard at work. According to statistics
0: just out, the child abuse numbers in the United States of America have gotten way better since the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus reared its ugly wet market bat head back in 2019. So is this something to celebrate? After all, there have been decades of increases in the number of reported child abuse cases across America And suddenly, now that we have the China virus, the Kung Fu Wuhan flu, those numbers have decreased dramatically. So it must be a good thing, right? Wrong. The key word here is reported. The number of child abuse cases reported has supposedly now dropped almost 60% in the past year. And of course we know why.
1: Good morning, class! Good
2: morning, Mr. Jack!
1: It is so very nice to see all of your thumbnail-sized faces in the dimly-lit rooms of your homes over the virtual learning computer system. Do you enjoy learning from the comfort of your homes? Yeah. Would you rather be back in class with all of your friends and schoolmates? Yes! Yeah. Yeah. I want to tell you a short story. When little Johnny came to class back in 2019 with a black eye and his teacher, Mr. Jax, that's me, asked how did it happen, the timid young lad responded, I fell off my bicycle and I hit my eye on the handlebar. When little Johnny came back to school the very next week with bruises all over his arms and back, he said he fell down the stairs in his one-story home. I saw these things and I made a report because back then I really truly cared but now with kids at home being beaten battered and bruised and the Democrats keeping you children out of the classroom there's no way for Mr. Jacks to see the bruises to see the broken legs to see the cuts and the black eyes and those cigarette burns there's no way for Mr. Jacks to have justification to call Child Protective Services to take care of you young boys and girls and since all of the other teachers are members of the union They have lobbied long and hard to the Democrats in control to make sure that you, little children, do not get to come back to class. You cannot spend time with your schoolmates. There will be no recess. There will be no lunches together in the cafeteria. You will simply be forced to stay at home with your very abusive parents. And there's not a darn thing that Mr. Jax can do to protect you. I'm so very... Very sorry, class. And unfortunately, Mr. Jax is absolutely correct. The CDC has recognized this as being an issue.
0: But they're not doing much about it. The Republicans are demanding that the Biden administration stop pandering to the lazy teachers unions and allow the nation's school systems to reopen fully and allow in-person learning to resume. But the Biden administration remembers where its campaign money comes from, They remember the promises they made to the unions, and they really don't dare go against those unions. And they don't care that the students are falling farther and farther behind. It will be an issue for later, during the midterms, for them to say, Look, all of those privileged people who put their children in private education are once again looking down upon you, the public school minorities. With the midterm elections just around the corner, it is such a shame to use your children as pawns in their political game. Sorry, Johnny. Your broken arm will just have to hurt you a little longer. Mr. Jax is out at the theme park, and he really doesn't have any way to do anything to show the abuses that you are enduring with your abusive parents or guardians at home. Why? because the union has extended paid vacation for these teachers through the end of the school year. That's going to wrap up this morning's edition of the Truth Hurts program. We'll be back with more because there's always, always more to talk about. And that's the truth, and sometimes the truth hurts. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts Program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautix. Copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts Program Network. All rights reserved.